1: hello hi hello everyone it's me sam famed and beloved co-host of um notable podcast radio lab that you're currently listening to i'm here with a little announcement and that is that i am doing a solo show called club comic at the bell house in brooklyn on february 17th at 7 30 p.m uh tickets are available now this show is beloved by me. (laughs) I uh, used to do it before the pandemic. And um, it's like club tracks and videos and stand up. And yeah, it's a pun club comic get it. Uh, But it's it's always really fun. And I was like, should I bring it back? I'm, I'm a different person now that the global pandemic and everything. But then I was like, wait, no, I didn't change it all. I'm actually the exact same person. Um, so I'm bringing it back at to the bell house February 17th. And I couldn't be more excited. So get tickets. I look forward to seeing your gorgeous, but tastefully flawed faces there. Um, okay. Enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Okay, podcast starts now. What's up everyone <laughs> out there in the world? Um, you are listening to um not one unemployed person, but two unemployed people on a podcast. Spoiler today.
0: alert. <laughs> you know, I've actually come up with a new term for what I am, and it's fun employed. I just oh my point, God. I just coined that term. You're so smart
1: and you're already it's, seeing the silver lining of
0: our of your so, situation. Yeah, it's crazy because no one is I I sort of came up with a very um, uh, sort of like, all of a sudden it came to me and I thought, it's crazy that no one has said this before. And so, yes, I have sold it as a book, and it's going to be called The Rules of Fun Employment. <laughs> and, yeah, I got a pretty big advance, so things are actually going pretty well.
1: That's amazing. That's just such an important lesson. Like, anyone listening, like, it's just always important to remember that when God closes the door, he opens a window. And when... that's what my book is called, and yeah. um,
0: I just sold that, and the advance is huge. And your book is called When God Closes the Door, He Opens a Window. Mine is called yeah. The Rules of Fun Employment. I want to clarify, mine doesn't have, like, a snappy subtitle or anything else it's just called the rules of fun employment and i guess i want to
1: clarify mine has when god closes the door he the he is capitalized
0: all caps Mm -hmm. and it's it's a christian books it's it's very religious (laughs) (laughs) people would think people would think that your book was like a sort of book of humorous essays about you know being unemployed and about being a millennial in brooklyn no it's actually like a very religious devoutly catholic Uh. book yeah, it's pretty much about how your body is like a
1: vessel for Christ and sort of all the good that can come from that. Mm-hmm. But like really hilariously. Yeah,
0: and you. Yeah, and you really promote chastity. It's <laughs> interestingly, it's actually very LGBTQ inclusive, but you but anti sex. Well, it's sex negative, but across all gender and sexuality exactly. spectrum. And you yeah. recognize all genders, all sexualities, but you say, "Now that we've recognized them, put an end to it." <laughs> <laughs> I see
1: you, and I don't want to see you any longer um so george tell us about your big day
0: yeah so we are recording on wednesday february 1st and mere hours ago i woke up in my little bed i in fact i'll i'll kind of come out and say it i woke up a little late today you know my work i usually i start work at 8 30 and i woke up at like 8 15 i was truly like rushing to brush my teeth it wasn't one of those days when i woke up early and was fully dressed at my desk by 8 30 i was rushing a little bit and um I was sort of trying to assign some morning stories. The last thing I typed was, who wants to do Tom Brady retiring? And then we got a, uh, I got a Slack notification from my boss, Leah, and she said, everyone get on this Zoom right now. Uh, I have something to tell you. And it turned out that <laughs> with zero warning, our parent company, Bustle Digital Group, shout out, um, <laughs> shut down Gawker.com, h- had not told anyone out. Like, it's also when Leah found out, I, you know, it's not, um, you know, nothing was being kept from me from anyone in my, in my orbit. Uh. And so the site was completely shut down. We immediately lost access to our email and Slack and everything. We weren't even able to write, um, you know, like a goodbye post. I sort of, it would have been nice to write a post that like thanked the readers for reading over the last two years, or even just something silly where each of us said something or, or even just something that Leah wrote as the editor in chief, that was like a note from the editor, you know, like in any normal publication you would do, um. So we got, so we had that zoom that was just sort of to warn us. And then at like 9 15 AM, we had a zoom with the actual people who fired us. And then it was fully over. And then I had a meeting with the HR person where they like explained severance and how benefits will end and all that stuff. Um, and then that was literally it. (laughs) Wow. How do you feel? Um, I mean. I guess it's 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 an interesting feeling because you know none of us are naive and and we all know what the internet is like now versus what it was in two thousand seven or two thousand ten or two thousand fourteen. We all know that this that the parent company of Gawker was like known for making these sudden decisions, known for launching sites and then uh, you know shutting them down six months later. Very fickle it if you google bustle digital group you'll see many stories like this so it's i don't think any of us are sort of blindsided that something like this could possibly happen and in many ways the digital media industry is sort of like a series of uh short-term positions where people know on some level that this is how (laughs) it's going to end i think i am under some sort of non-disparagement clause until i until i officially leave so i don't want to say anything about anyone specific honey you broke the clause yeah well (laughs) but yeah but i don't want to say about anything about anyone specifically i will say two things i will say legitimately all the writers and editors i work with were like so funny and smart and the biggest shame is that the people in charge couldn't just create an environment where they could thrive and do their best work without being frustrated. Um, yeah. And even, even when we were doing sort of writing about topics that under different hands would maybe be, you know, overdone or silly, I, I actually think everyone at Cocker elevated. Like, you know, it could be like a post about um, some s- celebrity breakup, but I genuinely would laugh out loud reading it, whereas if I read it on, you know, Us Weekly, I probably wouldn't laugh out <laughs> loud, you know um yeah so i'll say that and then the only other thing i want to say is again i'm not allowed to disparage anyone but i will say i believe in religious freedom and in my religious beliefs i think everyone at bustle digital group is
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that is a beautiful sentiment and um i'm glad that this is our most religious intro yet
0: yeah and all of this again all of this stems from a religious Point of view, you know, both you yeah. and I are driven By the fact that we know Jesus is truth. We know mm-hmm. that he is he capital He is the reason that we <laughs> are podcasters comedians <laughs> and even uh, former television writers and editors <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, if any listeners are like, yeah, it's weird that they, like, we, I kind of have whiplash from, like, you know, they went from really irreverent to, like, really religious. Um, well, just know that that's the higher ups over at Stradio Lab Incorporated. Exactly. Um, the Stradio Lab Media Group, uh, it's not us, it's not our direct boss, but the boss above them Yeah. is, uh, say, you know, is telling us to be religious now. And um. yes,
0: the Lab, yes, the Stradio Lab Media Group is technically owned by... The catholic church but they have complete (laughs) editorial freedom and we've been told that over and over again Mm -hmm. so every time we say something that is perceived as blasphemous we are called into the pope's office and he uh physically hurts us and then Mm -hmm. says but just to clarify for legal purposes you have complete editorial freedom
1: (laughs) um okay i want to say um first of all sorry you got fired Thank you. um sorry to all of gawker i enjoyed um new gawker um i want to say it's beautiful i think that the children have their own gawker to lose um <laughs> you know i think that's amazing it makes me feel young again um and i <laughs> oh and it's also very like okay this is an almost um basic to even non-thought so succession, you know what I mean?
0: I know. I know. It's it literally really so
1: succession.
0: Well, it's very. You're like, living it, baby. I mean, it's not just that. It's like it's funny to see these things happen over and over again. And <laughs> the reason that storyline exists on Succession is because that has happened so much. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and it's like to see it, it's all. It's very. You know what it feels like? It feels very first as tragedy, then as farce. Uh
1: huh. Uh
0: huh. Whereas like everyone, everyone that I met with on Zoom today. Anyway, we don't have to talk about it anymore, but really the top line, if you hear nothing else is just genuinely, I, I am so grateful to have met everyone I work with there. And I'm not, I, it is maybe the, or not maybe in fact, like 100% the best work environment I've ever been a part of the best, like it is the only place I've ever worked where I liked every single person, which is insanely rare, but um, the good news is none of us are dead and we're getting drinks tonight. Woo! With All the right. HR lady. With the HR lady, yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like, hey guys, thought I'd I'm joined. so sorry. I hate Guys, guys that, that was crazy earlier, but like, I'm
1: cool. <laughs> and then she's still like, splitsies? Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, you have like, like, oh, cash?
4: She's like, wait, I don't have cash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the place is cash only. Fuck. Um... <laughs>
0: Okay, I think we need to bring in our guest. We need to bring our guest in, and and I want to apologize to him in advance for uh, having to sort of silently sit down while I talk about being fired. Anyway, please welcome Jake Cornell. Hello, Jake. Hey, Jake.
4: How's it going? It's. I mean, I'm I'm pretty revved up from hearing what happened to George. I have to say, because it's sort of mm -hmm. crazy. I mean, here's the thing: it's not shocking for this media group to have treated you this way. You know, as a media employee, or frankly, Mm -hmm. as a gay man. Yes. No. Say but that. to Thank do you. that to you as a Christian mm-hmm. is so shocking. Uh
0: huh. Uh-huh.
4: To treat a fellow Christian,
0: yeah, yeah, in such a vexing yeah. way. Yeah. Yes. And I want to say, you know, this company. Uh, if you look at their <sighs> other websites, I don't see Jesus there. I don't see Christian content. Oh no! And I was whereas... looking. I
4: had fifteen minutes while you guys talked to look, and I checked <laughs> yeah. every single one.
0: Yeah. They I was... don't see. I see <laughs> sin. I see uh, heathens. I see premarital sex being celebrated? Yes, I see curse words. Curse words on headlines. headlines. On headlines. On
1: I mean, headlines. bustle media is well, not only are they they're not just not religious, they are hateful towards the Christian people. <laughs> um and that's just what's going on. And I'm also in a non-disparagement
4: clause with them and I'll say this. <laughs> <laughs> They've chapped my ass with this one, uh-huh. and I think all every single and I'll say this with George, every single one of them should rot in hell.
0: Yeah, mm. wow. And those are not my words. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, I am just very happy that we are part of StradioLab Lab Media Group. Mm-hmm. I think they have treated us very kindly. Um, Pope Francis, in particular, has been super nice. So, nice. so nice, he's so yeah. great. And they're really good at little things. You know, they'll send us, they'll send us a Christmas gift and it'll be like a branded water bottle, but yeah. it will have like our initials on it. And you know, other people wouldn't do that. They would just send the branded water bottle.
1: Yeah. And it says yours from the Catholic church. From the Catholic church. And it's like, not a, like, you know, it's like. It doesn't take much effort, but it, it needs Exactly. Much. And, and it's really sort of like, I get efforts. to like show it to my boyfriend. I get to be like, you know, look, oh my God, look. And he's like, that's so cool. Like, I love the Catholic church. It's like, just kind of cool.
0: Yeah. That's so sweet. You know what? I've lost one job, but I have recommitted to another. And mm. that is my position as an employee, full time, of the Catholic Church. See you at the <laughs> Vatican. Woo!
1: Um, so anyway,
0: Jake, what's up?
4: <laughs> I am gorgeous. I'm sitting here on my couch. I'm honored to be here. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm feeling good, I have to say.
0: And I want to say, you know, obviously this is a difficult day for me and by extension for Sam since he's an empath. And Mm -hmm. we are so lucky to be with truly family like the worst thing possible for tonight was if our guest was like a random celebrity that whose PR had emailed us to be on the show.
1: (laughs) Wait, wait. This is a good game.
0: Who would be the worst guest to have right at this moment? Okay. It would have to be someone who. Okay, Whitney Cummings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my final answer. And I say that, and I actually like don't have anything negative to say about Whitney Cummings, truly. But I do think she would be the worst possible guest for me right now in my current psychological state to speak to.
1: Well, I actually signed a non-disparagement agreement with Whitney Cummings. So I will just say that she is queen. I would love to have her mother. on.
0: She is mother. I definitely would not mind. I would, I would actually love to have her on at a later date. Just could not handle it tonight sure (laughs)
1: that checks out that really checks out um well it was also okay and sorry to talk a little bit more about it um but it was also kind of like we've seen these firings happen on twitter like all the time where it'll be like okay and now all of buzzfeed doesn't exist and everyone's like tweeting about it and i have to be completely honest with you it was a little exciting to be in on it <laughs> this was
4: also my first. Oh my God, I know someone. And I, I was like that's, like,
1: that's my fucking friend. That's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I'm it's... being fired, essentially. And I was like, I'm the star of today, sort
0: of. Yeah. 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 Totally. People texting you, like, I hope George is okay.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, he's really not. He's yeah. really not.
0: <laughs> it's like it's so
4: powerful for Sam though because you know Sam's the friend that gets the text do you know what I mean it's like totally. Sam, oh my god
1: it, <laughs> and it was I got the text and not only did I get the text the text came pretty early and Sam's like the
4: HR woman like he put on his blazer he was like okay now it's my turn
1: <laughs> and I woke up and I was awake for it and I was on the train and I was like so two things were happening where it's like I got to respond to a text at like 840 which rules because it proves to people that I was awake powerful totally and also I got to be like okay like really put on your reacting hat. Like, remember, (laughs) like you're reacting, like you have to be like empathetic and you can't immediately be like, awesome. Like, let's get lunch next week. Um, (laughs) You first have to be like, oh no, like fuck. And then you can kind of feel it out and then you can propose like lunch next week. (laughs) Then you can propose lunch (laughs) next week. Yeah, I mean. I also, George, I'm going to start spreading. I have a conspiracy theory. Uh Uh-oh. Don't you think it's a little weird that you took all last week off and then got fired this week? It's actually wow. Well,
0: not just that I took last week <laughs> off, but like I legitimately I've been feeling sort. I didn't take any time off during the holidays. I've been feeling a little overwhelmed with um, other projects and work and whatever. And I sort of took a week off as I told Sam to regroup. That was how I was branding it. I wasn't like making any big decisions or anything, but I was like, you know what? I need a week to just sort of like think to myself, mm-hmm. couch mm-hmm. up on some writing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, non-Gaku writing stuff, whatever. And then I really came back into work on Monday being like, all right, like I'm refreshed. Like, let's like get back to work. And then did not last 40 hours. Know? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, you really did said it right. We're
1: gonna,
4: and you're a Christian God said, we're gonna regroup for you. Exactly, way. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I think,
0: you know, I think it was because because of the, the week I was gone, um, the site changed so much that they were like, "We have to shut it down." <laughs> <laughs> wow, God. Um, Jake, have you ever been
1: very publicly fired from anything? No, I was in the in
4: the only <laughs> the only thing that comes to mind is that in the seventh or eighth grade, I was in a production of Grease. And halfway through rehearsals, I was um, given a smaller role than the role I had been initially cast in. You wow. got recast? I was recast. Oh, my God. From one of the T-Birds to Eugene, who's like the school nerd who only has like one um song at the beginning of the musical I think
1: wow Um, and I remember
4: I was devastated I'm sure I
0: mean that is way worse and it wasn't
4: done I wouldn't say it was necessarily done publicly (laughs) except in the sense that like obviously I'd been rehearsing for one role and then we came in and it was like this is not Jake's role anymore but it was like at the end of a rehearsal everyone was like okay great work everyone and uh Jake can you hang back for a little bit um and then I had to hang back
0: when that happens and you feel it happening and sort of coming in slow motion I mean it's like someone it's like you're Significant other saying we need to talk or something like when I exactly it was exactly like that. the the truly like because all of this happened within uh, Truly from beginning to end 20 minutes and when I think of those 20 minutes, they feel like they lasted four hours Absolutely, Sam. Have you been fired?
1: Um Yeah, I've been fired but not publicly like and it was sort of like a Like it was always like the job was it was clear the job was gonna go away because the job was fake Like I had a job that was like googling like effects of soda and like writing a (laughs) a bibliography basically every morning for like a pr team and it was like genuinely the best job i ever had what
0: (laughs) i love your job being googling side effects of soda every morning
1: (laughs) because it was like i would have to like if a new article came out i have to like write up a little summary on soda yeah (laughs) and i and so it was like i (laughs) Like the the job was from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. And I did it from home. This was like a decade ago. And it was like, it was amazing because I would wake up at 4 a.m., do this job, go back to bed at 8. And then like I would wake up at like noon or 1 and forget I had worked. You know, it would be like erased because I went to sleep again after it. That feels very Severance. It was very Severance. No, because it is Severance. That is literally the part of Severance. (laughs) Um, Sam, are you a consultant on this TV show, Severance? <laughs> Honey, I wish. Um, and then, yeah, they called me one day and they were like, Yeah, like, I think we're just, we're not going to have that job anymore. And it's like, Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I was literally a human Google Alert. Like, you can just set up a thing for that. Um, so yeah. I didn't do that anymore.
0: Well, now with AI and chat GBT or whatever it's called, that job's gone. It's
1: gone. It was evil, though, um, because they would like, like Coke, Coca-Cola PR, they would literally send like dietitians to like local news stations and have them do like the perfect summer meal. And it would be like, and top it off with a diet Coke, like oh, which, yeah. which in like a small, it's actually like really gives you a boost of energy and it's like really good for you. And it was like, it's not good for you. Like, what are you talking about? You don't have to say it's like bad for you, mm-hmm. even though it is, but you don't have to say it's good for you. Like, calm down. It was crazy i've
4: been thinking a lot about that with like pr uh, like about like this discourse about like what is good for you and what is bad for you like in moderation because it's like there's so much like falsity that you just kind of then like stop believing anything Uh, yeah Um,
1: i fully just think all food is bad and i was (laughs)
4: well you just start to be like well anything could be bad for you and anything could be good for you and maybe that like there's no sort of scope of, like, what is actually truly bad for you. And I realized, like, I was thinking that today while I was looking at me smoking a cigarette. And I was like, no, you, this one you know is bad. Like, you yeah. need to, like, a divorce.
0: <laughs> I, I have to say, my grandmother, who um, is still kicking and still smoking, one time um, when I was young, told my father, I think, that she thought, bless her heart, that um, the campaign against smoking... <laughs> was partially funded by drug Stop. cartels because they wanted Stop. you to do harder drugs <laughs> rather than smoking. Niggity. Legend,
1: legend, QAnon and legend. To that
0: and to that, <laughs>
4: I say she is mother. She's she mother, mother, and look at what that belief did to her. She's still
1: here. She's still, she's here. still here, and
0: she's actually doing so well <laughs> because she doesn't do
1: hard drugs. Because, because she, she doesn't do cigarettes.
0: cocaine, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You're going to get addicted to something. There was, like, a news story. I remember watching a news story, like, at some point when I was very young, like, in the 90s, and it was, like, an old man that they were interviewing on the news, and they were talking about his, like, health habits, and he was, like, I had three martinis at lunch every day while I worked until I retired at 55, and I smoked cigarettes, and he's 95. Yeah. And they were, like, like, we don't know why he's still alive, and I was, like, nothing matters. Like, I'm doing everything. (laughs) Like, I truly, (laughs) like, I took it as, I cite him mentally. I
0: cite him weekly. I love stories like that because it's truly, like, it's really like, right, that's what statistics is. It's like 90% of people who do that don't don't live to be 90. And then tho- that 10% does. I, yeah, but they're not here to tell me about that's that. That's right. It's a self-selecting group. It's insane. It's insane.
1: Jake, the thing I cite um, is an episode of Grey's Anatomy where this woman, <laughs> like who didn't smoke at all and she was like really like good to her body but she got lung cancer and she was like I've been so good my whole life and now I have lung cancer I should have been being bad and I think about that and I treat that as a real story and sort of was like well you got to be bad because you you know you might be good your whole life and also get lung cancer
0: (laughs) Shonda's influence well that happened to Kathy Griffin (gasps) That so was Griffin? I think she had lung. I mean, she's uh, she did. good now, but but I think she literally had lung cancer and she famously has never like she doesn't drink, she doesn't smoke. Wow. It's kind of a sober icon, honestly. Talk about someone I would like to have on the podcast, <laughs> even if I was just fired.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, Kathy feels like she would have also had somehow, like, I bet you if Kathy had been on, she would have known every single bus and media group's name. Yes. And, like, a story about them. She would have had gossip on everyone.
0: She has actually um, shared Gawker, new Gawker links before. And I always, uh, I don't know, it's always kind of cool when someone Someone you respect does that. That is cool. But, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So she's thinking, I know she's thinking about us today, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure she'll, maybe she'll retweet this.
0: Yeah, she's donating to the uh, severance. <laughs>
1: That's huge. I love that it's donation-based.
0: To Sam's show severance or to your severance? <laughs> Both, yeah. She's, she's
4: going to okay. make a donation to each of us. Yeah, because I got to get... They're into... crowdfunding season two That's of That's right. They're
0: crowdfunding yeah. season two of severance, and it's somehow tied to Buzz Digital Group.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sam's version. Yeah, um, Sam's version.
0: And you know they're going to cancel it after three episodes. <laughs> 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 this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have had to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film?
1: You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out.
0: That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation.
1: Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to
0: be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, dot com slash Stradio.
2: Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: (sighs) Um,
1: Should we do our first segment? Yeah, let's do our
0: first segment. Why Um... the hell not? Yeah. Sam, do you want to...
1: Um, so, Jake, our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and in it, we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid-fire questions that's basically this thing or this other thing. The only rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions. Are you ready to play? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. George, will you kick us off?
0: I would be delighted to. The Gerber Baby or Kaya Gerber Nepo Baby? <laughs> The Gerber baby.
1: Okay. Wesley Snipes or Machine Gun Kelly? Wesley Snipes.
0: Mm. Jordan Firstman or Adam the First Man?
1: Adam the First Man. (laughs) Faking your own death or making your own meth?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Faking your own death. Okay. Chicken Piccata, a Swiss charred frittata, Hakuna Matata, (laughs) Jesus' Stigmata, or Kristen Miliari?
1: Whoa. <laughs> That's that is a journey.
0: I
4: have to make the people upstairs happy and say Jesus, Jesus Christ sigmata. Smart. Yeah. I know that you guys need that. But...
0: <laughs> um, okay, Beach Boys or Cheetah Girls? Cheetah Girls. Mm. Okay. I can feel it coming in the air tonight, or I can feel you coming. No, not there. Alright. Oh. <laughs> I you? can feel it. You coming. No, not there All right. <laughs> Sam, are did bad. I not tell you I thought of the single best straight <laughs> shooter <speech laughs> I've ever thought of? I texted oh. Sam and I was like, when you hear this, you're going to fucking gag, bitch.
1: Oh, I love it. I love a nasty little one. Um, okay. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the 20-something Brooklyn Nights of HBO's Girls? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Wow I have to say those were some of our best ones Uh,
1: Yeah we really put in the work today You know
0: I say this Because I was not able to write or edit all day today I really put all my creative I put my entire edit Into into these um, Straight shooters Wow Um, Um, Well Jake I say 10 10 10s across the board
1: Yeah 1,001 doves
0: Yeah Thank you. I'm an honor to perform. Yeah.
1: Period. Pelly. Pelly. Pelly, as we say Pelly. in the culture.
4: <laughs> Pelly was my... Let me just say this. Yeah. I know we, 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 there's only so much Pelly that can be talked about. No, no, episode, no, no. We, actually, I just, like,
0: I was thinking we don't... Have not said it enough since the episode where it was introduced. So I just want to say that,
4: like, what George was talking about... Or not George. Sam was talking about earlier about, like, the Gawker... Like, being, like, the Gawker layoff and being, like, I'm seeing this online and I have proximity to it. Being, like, your first experience of that. Like... Pellygate and like the this Radio Lab Pelly episode and mm-hmm. having been at the party where Pelly dropped right. was like one of the most intense experiences of my life. <laughs> yeah. I just have to say that. <laughs> no, like I was there. I witnessed it. I saw it
1: happen. Did it make you feel erased from the narrative? No, because I
4: don't feel any sort of because even when I just want I'll say this. I actually had an experience a lot of personal growth with growth with Pelly where I was at the party and I was seeing it happening and I was like this is a beautiful moment of art and culture and I'm not a part of it. And I don't see myself as a part of it. I have no, dis- I'll say Pelly here and there when it feels right. It's not mine. Mm-hmm. I, it's never going to be mine. And I don't want it to be mine. I'm purely an audience to this and I am honored to be an audience to it. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. When I saw Pelly drop, I was like, this is so correct. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. feels
0: very like being there at Studio 54, being there at Andy Warhol's factory, like to mm-hmm. be at the party where Pelly dropped is something you are going to tell your grandkids where it's like New York used to have grit. Yeah. We'd absolutely. make up words. <laughs> <laughs> we'd make up words. We'd eat some
4: latkes. Wow. What a powerful moment. Wow. And we'd soak up, I mean, it was
0: huge. So, <laughs> wait, I do want to say there's something so specific, and I'm trying to find the right way to uh, phrase this about he- like hearing something or listening something that is about an experience you have had. It's almost like when you when on a TV show, something is filmed in your neighborhood and you're like, I know that block. I know that coffee shop. There's something very um, uncanny valley is not the right word for it. But to see your own life mediated through another lens feels very strange. Thoughts? I find it complicated because sometimes
1: I do find myself being like, well, one, I think this is the big issue with like gay media is that everyone, Sam was going to say the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Where everyone's like, well, not, that's not me. That's not my experience. And it's like, well, I've, I've been gay and that's not how I did it. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, yeah, well, it's there's a lot of different ways of being gay. I think is what we're finding out Totally, and not one thing is going to be the thing, but at the same time you are wanting to be like, like, it's so close to the real thing that you're like, just tweak it like this and that'll be right. But sorry, Jake, what were you going to say?
4: No, I was saying there's also like a fear response to the realization that your unique existence is not as unique as you think. And like, yes. And being like, Oh, like if my POV as an artist that I'm going to show out to the world because of this unique life experience that I have. And then when someone else does it, I think that like what we say is like, oh, they're not doing a good job. Like this isn't right. But the truth of the matter is you're freaking out that someone is telling the story that you thought yours was yours to tell.
0: Yeah. Wait, yeah. this is also, I'm now realizing uncanny valley is actually the perfect term for it because it's almost like it yes. is close enough to your, it's like representational uncanny valley. Like it is close enough to your experience, but like one decimal point away, such that seeing it makes you like become violent. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Yeah, like it has
4: like that, the fear response that like is triggered.
0: Absolutely. Yes, which is why it's almost like the sort of narcissism of small differences. It's like, I remember when HBO's Crashing, which was about stand-up comedy came out. I was like, no, no, take it away. No, no. But it's like, yeah, it's because it was close enough to the experience of, you know, being a stand-up comedian that I was like, it feels dirty to see this. Yeah, I well, guess that I'm, wasn't the only reason. But okay, whatever. wait. This is
1: an interesting. <laughs> yeah, do, I feel like I've been seeing like whispers of
0: reassessing, looking, looking, and is how do you feel about that? <laughs> well, I, I just want to say one thing. You know, not to make it about me, but <laughs> you were in that. Yeah, I was living in San Francisco when Looking came out. Wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! And That's amazing. And I'll just let that. I'll actually just let that sit with both of you before <laughs> we continue. So that must have been really hard for you. It was. Well, I was living in San Francisco. However, I was right out of college. I think I was two years out of college. I was like 22, 23. So it was almost like the representational politics of it aside, I didn't yet have access to the kinds of like community parties, you know, even just like... Totally. Sexually, I wasn't as liberated yet. You know, like I, I, it felt like oh is this all happening without me and I'm sort of like an underemployed 22 year old like living with literally seven roommates at the time wow that's a lot of roommates mm-hmm. yeah but no, <laughs> you gotta, you do what you gotta do <laughs> yeah
4: I, I think part of it is also like you're, when looking came out it was like very much like alright gays here's the HBO show like yeah. that there was an energy of that that it's like which like and so then everyone was like mapping it on to be like is I think we thought at the time, like, this is defining what the monoculture of gayness in America is going to be. is like what's shown on Looking, which is just like a psycho internet brain 2000, whatever, what year was it, 13? Something yeah, that it though. came out, like, thing. Whereas, like, now if Looking came out, it would just
0: be, like, another show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: That makes sense. I mean, you have to hope it would be another show.
0: I do also, th- God, this is, like... I in no way want to venture into this in earnest with anyone listening to this. Do not at me, as they say. And remember, I just got fired, so I am very vulnerable. But I will say the sort of narrative that looking is like a show about, like, rich gays or something is just quite literally not true. Like, like, just, I mean, it was a show that had, like, storylines about, like, you know, there were people of different income levels. There was body diversity. There was like yeah. story. There were actually like interesting storylines about HIV and and things like it, it. wasn't It wasn't the gay version of girls where it was like four guys who went to you know Emerson and then moved to San Francisco, right? Not that there's anything wrong with going to Emerson.
1: No, if you went to Emerson, we see you, we hear you, and we support you. Um, I yeah that the backlash of that was confusing I like honestly it was so strong that I'm like I don't even know if I was viewing it <laughs> like I couldn't see it without being like okay well as a bad show is there anything
0: to totally, here? totally? totally. Yeah.
4: that's actually it Sam because I actually remember stopping watching the show like I didn't finish it because I think you just couldn't watch it you had to like analyze it if that makes sense like you were constantly assessing like what's the take do I like this do I not like this is this bad is this good like in this way that just like you couldn't consume it as a show.
0: It's yeah. interesting. I'm sort of like has that gotten better or worse? Well, I guess the raw material has gotten worse and that TV is terrible now. But <laughs> then <clears throat> has has the arguing around it? I guess it's like just a different version of the same shit. I don't know. Well, like, am I dumb? Has there been a show since looking that's just, like, about gay guys? Oh, I don't even mean gay things specifically. I mean... Uh. Well, there has. I mean, there was, like, the Queerest Folk reboot. There was, like... Oh, right. Oh, right. You know, there's been, like... I mean, Transparent is a show about queer characters. I count bros
1: in the the discourse of this.
0: I mean, I guess... Absolutely. I mean, ultimately, the solution is just to not participate in it and just go and watch a movie and watch a TV show. Sure. Yeah.
4: Ultimately, if... The choice is always going to be to not engage in discourse for me. That's going to be the better choice more often than not.
0: Yeah. And in that spirit, let's move on to our topic.
1: Let's start our discourse. (laughs) Um, Jake, tell us what you brought to us today. So the topic of straight culture
4: I wanted to discuss today is fast casual dining.
1: Wow. Which when you said that, I had such a strong reaction. I was so excited. What about it feels straight to you? I was – so just to, like, paint the picture of sort of how we got here, I was
4: standing in line at a sweet green when I got the email, You books Radio Lab, and <laughs> I, I sort of thought – I sort of thought, oh, shit, what's my topic going to be? And then sort of immediately it was like, it's this. Like, it is this. like I'm like – because it's like you look at where you, you're at in terms of a fast casual dining place in, like, the thick of Manhattan – and it's sort of like it is dining and food robbed of all culture and community, with then false rep- like replacements of those injected back in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> wow,
0: that's sure, incredibly sure. well put.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're soulless places. They they certainly are. They're like inherently tied to like suburbs and they're inherently tied to uh, corporate jobs and like taking your little lunch break and like being above cheap, but below real restaurant. Yeah. I also do just have to say
4: for context,
0: I love them. Like that's I'm, this isn't me hating. them. <laughs> I love them. What would you say – well, God, it's so – what you said about the fact that, like, the joy is taken out and then artificially put back in is exactly what is wrong with them. It's, like – I think,
4: like, it's, like, you come to, like – if you go to, like, someone's house for dinner, if you go to, like, a restaurant, like, there is, like, a group quality to it. Even if you go – even if you go to a restaurant alone, Mm -hmm. you are, like – there's an interaction between you and, like, your server and even, in theory, like, the chef and the sommelier and the the person who designed the cocktail list, like – there's some sort of and there's like the dining together of like we're all in this experience of this restaurant together and like the the fast casual is like highlighting the individualization of like you are the chef customize your dish you are eating you pay there's no communal check you are paying alone. you can sit at a table like you sit at your own table and if you sit in a communal space god forbid you speak to another person <laughs> like yeah it, it, it is like very much anti like communal existence it is about complete like individuation mm-hmm and like in corp within corporate America.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, this is complicated. I, I appreciate you saying that you like them because I also love a fucking fast, casual experience. And it is it's like one of the more shameful parts of myself is I like will like, what, though? What I will is, like, seek out a Chipotle. Like I will like totally. do, do my best to get, get into a Chipotle and I feel whenever I'm there, (laughs) I get like the same rush out of a Chipotle that I get out of like entering a Target Mm -hmm. where I'm like suddenly I'm like in touch with me 10 years ago and I'm in touch with my childhood. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel I I mean, feel me
4: at all times. You know, those moments where you like zoom out of yourself and realize what you have just said, (laughs) like me, me in May 2020 saying out loud in my apartment, I think the thing I miss
0: most is Chipotle. (laughs) Like a thing I said out loud. Oh my um, God. I shamefully, I have to say, I'm a sort of a dig in girl. Well, you've always wow. had higher standards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can I tell you something,
4: George, that my roommate Please. said about Dig In that yes. chilled me to the bone? He was like, once you realize it's about, <laughs> it's like, once you realize it's about Dig In, it is so profoundly shocking. It's upscale rebranded leftovers. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. You sort of come in and it's like You are so right. That were prepared yesterday that are like very much like you can eat them kinda cold, kinda warm, nothing's hot. Um microwave it if
0: you want, that's fun. But like <laughs> No, but you're so right. And it's like I you know, you sort of convince yourself it's like how people say, like, oh I can make a meal out of these appetizers. You sort of convince yourself, like, oh my god, actually what I've always wanted is like Carrots with one flavor profile and broccoli with another flavor profile on top of quinoa <laughs> with, like, a slab of tofu on top. Yeah. Like, of course, thank God, I finally found it. Absolutely.
4: And I do think, I will say, I think, like, in terms of the safest, like, the le- the least devoid of, like, or, like, the most, like, separated from, like, the cynicism of fast casual are the salad places. I do feel the salad places have the least darkness to them. And I think that's because salads have no culture. Do you know what I mean? But he,
1: yeah, you know well, what? Salads also—it's it is girls and gays in a way that like <laughs> is uh, inherent, unfortunately. But
4: also the worst straights, like the health conscious straight man, the like fitness finance bro.
0: Yeah, a scary, is a there's... scary type of straight. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, okay. So Chipotle, we love dig in. I like, but now have sort of had my mind blown by this revelation that is repurposed, (laughs) that it's repurposed leftovers. Sweet green is something that at first I was okay with. And then I had a sudden, I was like, I just had the sudden realization that it all tastes the same and that it's all just like, I'm almost like, did they make this in a lab and this just looks like kale and this looks like romaine, but they're both made of the same material. <laughs> Beyond kale, like truly, yeah. And then, of course, there's the fury that comes with when they ask you if you want bread, and then they give you half a slice of bread. Okay. See, I love
1: that when they give me half mm-hmm. a slice of bread, I'm like, "Thank you." You know, like no. you
4: have to, like, you have to demand more. <laughs> Are you in the sweet green saying,
0: "Uh-uh, full slice"? Is that
4: you? Know you know what?
0: I wish I was. I'm not because <laughs> okay. because I'm like, no. The sweet street green has set the rules. Who am I to reject them? But I always envy people. Well, again, it all goes back. It all goes back to this problem with, um, frankly, capitalism. Where well, yeah. if only I could be rude to the CEO. I Mm would. But my human, but the human connection I have with the worker prevents me from ever bringing, you know, bringing, uh, sending back food, complaining, Mm -hmm. speaking rudely, you know, because I'm like, this Mm -hmm. is not your fault. If only I could just press a button and talk to the CEO and then literally like slap them across the face so I could get it out of my system without subjecting this poor underpaid laborer to the whims of my moods.
1: You said something um, I found really interesting about that, which is sweet green makes the rules, which I think for all fast casual, the thing about it (laughs) is that it's like there's an illusion of choice within it in a way that is... (sighs) yes (laughs) so insane well yeah yeah. but then sometimes there's not enough like have you ever gone to a kava
4: and then they're like okay design it and i'm like can you tell can you be the chef here like i don't know what are you talking about that is there's like six proteins and 22 sauces like let give me
0: a dish babe like i need a like yes like take me to Mogador. oh my god what are we doing this is why i hate buffet dining as well i know this is a different but it's like No, a food professional should give me three choices. Absolutely. I am a comedian. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Wow. But no, okay. I also had the most harrowing. Okay, so another issue with all of this is that it has become digitized and algorithmized recently. So this is, I will lose my mind. This is dark. This is literally the suburbs. Yeah. Yes, keep going. So I went to um, a a fast casual place close to my apartment. I honestly would call them out if I remembered the name, but I don't. I walk in and this is like, I generally, because I work from home, pride myself in usually making lunch, truly like 90% of the time. But this one time I didn't have groceries, whatever. I was like, you know what? I would love something sort of healthy. Went to this salad place, think sweet green, think kava, think dig in. Tender greens, yeah. yeah. and don't get me started on tender greens, the promise of something better than sweet green, but then it's actually not.
4: No, we can't tangent, because I have so much to say about the digitizing. That yeah, you need keep to going, go, okay, keep okay. Going. so We need to stay on the same. I have I walk so much in,
0: to say. I walk in, there are only oversized iPads. There are no people there and there are only oversized iPads. I'm like, you know what? Okay, no, no. I normally would turn around and leave, and actually Absolutely. bring everyone with me and start a strike and <laughs> and actually start a labor union, not for the workers, for the customers of this establishment. But I was so hungry that I was like, you know what? I'm going to just try whatever. I'll just do it. I walk up to the fucking iPad. I have to make an account. No. No, you don't. No. And then I walked out. Like when no, I when OSHA. I found call out that OSHA. I have to make an account where I give my email address to get one salad one day in my life, I was like, "That's where I draw the line." That is psychotic.
4: That's actually some of the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life, and I have to tell you that. This is my thing. Is like I I actually think like my customized like American horror story version of hell that was like curated for me <laughs> is like. Me standing in line waiting to be served at like a sweet green, and the employees are can't serve me because they are fulfilling these like hell orders from these like corporate cogs who are gonna come in pick up their to go and leave. It's like no, I am here for the human experience. Like suddenly I'm like defending the fast casual dining experience of like I came here as a human to make a salad with another human. Like I hate saying human, but like it's like I just like it's like and you're watching it. It happened. It is hell the like table full of mobile orders at a starbucks and like we are what this is so this is a hellscape to it is most and this is where it's heterosexual do you understand what i'm saying like this is
0: well it's it's just like this this obsession with um making everything more efficient where you're like you won't fucking die if you wait in a three-person line to order your salad it's also, it's even more, I think people are even more like, no, I don't want to see anyone.
1: Like, yes. it's very much like yeah. I want my compound and I don't want to see a single fucking person. That being said, I want someone to prepare something for me, but I do not want to talk to someone about it. And I think there's <laughs> also
4: like a, if I don't have to like verbal, like if I don't have to like deal with the embarrassment of how particular I'm going to be in, and I can just like write it out on an app. Wait, and you are submit so it, right. Yes, it's, that's like the, and that's why it gets dark is because then it's like not only are you stuck in line behind these people doing these digital orders, the digital orders take forever because they're customized to the point where it's like at this point, be like
0: George and cook at home. What are you doing like you are? So it, it is so true that it. we have gone from almost like looking. I mean, it's looking down upon the person who makes five, you know, uh, alter rations to their order and you know they're difficult whatever blah blah and now that is just made invisible so you can go freely without so shame yeah and and make your burger into a salad
1: <laughs> i the starbucks especially and i'm putting that no. in fast casual like the way that people lean into the online order like genuinely scares me and make me feel makes me feel like It's almost, I feel a micro version of when Trump was elected. Yes. I feel like, oh, I don't understand people to a like high degree because it's like also a Starbucks in a suburb, let's say that's a queer space. That's all they have. Like there's yeah, a gay absolutely. guy working gay always. Bar. And there's like <laughs> stupid music being played and people are ordering frappes. And it's like, this is a gay space. Thank you. But now they're trying yeah. to make, they're like, well, yeah, I like their drinks, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to go inside. It's like, no, this, you have to be subjected to the gay guy that's working there. You have to. Because you
4: have to be subjected to the gay guy who's working, but then here's where it gets really dark. This is where it's like, actually like, I keep on saying this is where it gets late stage. But we're just moving later and later stage. Yeah. But it's like these fast casual places are then also fostering a sense of community on their apps with like loyalty
0: God. programs. Uh. So suddenly there's
4: like rewards and there's levels and like it having cuz like something i haven't brought up is that like when i was working i used to be a lunch bartender so it was like the closest i've ever had to like being like a 9 to 5 person cuz my i was working like midday hours in manhattan granted i was still bartending but i was working 11 to 5 and i would go to sweet green for lunch almost every day and like I got gold. I had sweet green gold status. And that like meant something to me. Like I experienced it. And it's like, this and it's really big with the Starbucks thing because then you get the points and stuff and it's like everyone's, and it makes you feel like you're part of this community where it's like you can design your own drink and like do this stuff. And it's like- people, we are now turning to the apps of these places for community rather than actually experiencing mm-hmm. community in human- yeah. humanity.
0: Jake, you said a sentence that chilled me to my bone, and I want to repeat it, which is that you said, these fast casual chains are now creating community on their apps through loyalty programs. That <laughs> sentence has approximately 16 trigger words. It, it, it's <laughs> actually like insane that not, that that it is 100% a true s- sentiment. No, it's, it's absolutely real. Absolutely. <sighs> wow. It, okay. This is, I mean, this is the <laughs> Ouroboros sort of snake eating its own <laughs> tail of, of, again, not to be cliche, late stage capitalism where, okay, so fast casual dining exists, you think this is dystopia. But not only is it not dystopia, it is actually just the infrastructure upon which to build even more dystopian things so fast casual restaurant is the setting then you have the app you have the loyalty program you have like the special pride menu you have like you know the ipads that replace the people you then create an account so that you can be suddenly surveilled and sent to the iraq war it's (laughs) it's like there is no end in sight
1: oh my god
4: there's also no lines of like reality in terms of like Because then something starts to happen where, like, normal good restaurants are then being, like, turned into fast casual because, like, it's like, hey, do you want to get, get, like, delivery at lunch from Carbone? And it's like, why would I ever? (laughs) Like, people don't understand. It's so crazy. I'm like, do you understand that, like, certain food needs to be eaten hot? And if you pay for a man on a bike to go, first of all, and let's not even get into this because it's too complicated, down a sidewalk among pedestrians at 35 miles an hour. Classic. To bring you a spicy rigatoni that is now solid by the time you get to, like, what is happening? Like, I just, the way we think about like food and the delivery of,
0: it's so crazy. And like these businesses have broken our brains. And then the way those businesses lean into that in their market, I mean, that is almost the final step. It's like, okay, so we all feel sort of ashamed and gro- not we all, because I think hope, you know, I think the three of us obviously are extremely elevated and have never made a mistake in our lives, but it, you know, <laughs> no, not it's, once It's like, Sam almost said, but I called it. Yeah. Like, I'm know, looking forward say, oh, to it. You're using seamless and you're like, Oh, I I know this is bad, but I have no food in my apartment. So I'm going to do it, whatever. Then the ad will be like feeling like feeling useless. Just leave it to us. Like it, it's, it's, it's sort of like encouraging this sort of like half shameful, you know, like, have a treat. And
1: this also brings it back to the thing that you were saying about, like, wanting to, like, talk to the CEO. Because it's very, like, the marketing team is speaking for the workers. It's like, Uh. I don't think they said that. I don't think, like, the people making the burrito that's being delivered to me said, like, I got you, babe. Like, you told us, (laughs) the higher ups said, like, we got you, babe. And then they are the ones that have to do it all. Like, this is insane.
0: I mean, it is... The epitome of alienation. <laughs> like, when you think about literally like a marketing firm full of like depressed, like wannabe writers who have landed there, either depressed wannabe writers or even worse, satisfied act people who actually wanted to work in marketing, <laughs> like work at a firm, seamless goes to them. They're like, listen. We wanna uh, basically condescend to everyone while also devaluing our workers. Can you make that fun? And also it's a pride campaign. And then the people at the marketing firm are like, you got it, doll. And then they are like joking with each other and they're like, isn't it crazy that we like work for an evil company, LOL. Like, oh, yep, LOL. And then they like write something that's almost like intentionally bad to make themselves laugh. Then Seamless is like, oh my God, we love it. This will go great with Gen Z. And then it's on the subway. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm like feeling ill. I'm nauseous.
4: Because then it also, and this is like, if, we're, if you're nauseous now, bu- if you're already nauseous, buckle up. Because it's like, <laughs> then I start to spiral out to fully existential where I'm like, okay, so wait, like, so what is living? Because if we're like saying that like, oh, we don't want to have to like wait in the gro- line of the grocery store, yes. pick up your own laundry, cook your own food, like go pick up your own food like what are you meant to do with the time that you have on this earth like am I supposed to sit on the couch and just like have everything like it's like at some point like going to the grocery store is living like going to your like like that is like that is life like that is what our life is comprised of that is how we exist like you have like 70 80 90 years ideally between like when you're born and you die where you do these activities like if you are like paying other people to do them like actually what are you doing with your time like what is your existence like what is like it is all operating from this idea that there's this baseline of there's something else we want to be doing and it's like can you concretely tell me what the other thing is. I can.
0: Gaming. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, you are that is so true, Jake. And it and it's almost like that is the the rotten core at the center of it. It's like yes. we're all look, We're all like searching for that other thing. We're like, surely we're making all these sacrifices. We're doing all this stuff to make everything more efficient in order to do the thing. And then we're like getting closer to the thing, getting closer to the thing, getting closer to the thing. But then the thing keeps going farther and farther and farther away from us. And it's like, I guess that's life. It's like efficiency is like this false. It's like efficiency is this false. What is like the word I'm trying to
4: look at? Like false. Um, Promise? I, false. Like false sort of like false like ideal where it's like like okay like another example would be like grinder and scruff right where it's like where it's like it makes it more efficient to like get laid and then if you use it enough like something that you realize is like wait the fun part is the pursuit and this is eliminating the fun part like do you know what I mean mean? like the fun part is like like the fun part is like making eye contact with someone at the bar and being like are we going to fuck later and like you're like oh like what is the efficiency in pursuit of cuz like I am eliminating the parts of it that are enjoyable like and that's like ultimately it's like it's, apl- it's applicable to all of it. Yeah. I should we go full analog? Like <laughs> No, I mean
0: listen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Honestly, yeah. I have been um yeah, I am I mean, you also are sort of catching me in an existential state today because of the day I've had, but I'm sort of like, I mean, because the, not to bring it back to digital media, but like that also ties it where it's sort of like, okay, everyone here is trying to put something out into the world, then... We are hearing like feedback from the people that work in sales and marketing, feedback that's algorithmic from Google Trends, like feedback from random like bots tweeting. And you're like, what is even left? I have no idea even... I, I have completely lost touch with like what any of my goals are in terms of what I p- want to put out into the world and of what any actual coherent reaction is to the things that I do put out because it is impossible to sort of like evaluate it in any normal way because you just get like this cacophony of random people yelling at you. So essentially I guess see you in the Rocky mountains.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's complicated. I think the worst part is that you are punished for, (laughs) for not going along with it. Like, like when it comes to like jake what you were saying about like you will literally be waiting in line and they will be fulfilling online orders or like you will be getting points and people will like get a free meal and you won't like i have there's been a lot of my life where i'm like no i'm just gonna do it the normal way like i should be able to walk into a store and buy something and it's like you are always punished like you're punished for like wanting to be patient with like something you put out you're want you're punished for like being (laughs) like private and it's like This is so um, frustrating because you're not, I feel like personally, like I'm not trying to be difficult and it's like, but I have to, it becomes difficult because you're being punished. Yeah. It's funny that you say like
4: privacy because it's like, it doesn't even have to be about privacy. It's like, I just don't fucking feel like doing that. Like it was walking into the store and doing it was fine. Like it truly was fine. The idea of going up to an iPad and making an account would actually be like,
0: it really, yeah, it was one of those moments that were truly my life flashed before my eyes. It's what you're saying, Sam, of like realizing it. it's, I mean, it quite literally is alienation. It is, it, you feel alienated from your fellow man. You feel alienated from like the food you are about to consume. You feel alienated from yourself. I mean, it is hell. Well,
4: what scares me about it is, okay, is this, if this gets too dark, like cut it out, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, part because i always think that like things are cyclical and are going to swing back but like the other thing i think we're experiencing is that as we are getting older it's like the people who are younger than us like their baseline is higher so they already have a higher tolerance because like their base like their baseline is like yeah when you you like their baseline is like yeah you give your email the second you walk 100 or like that's not where it's, yeah. up, but it's like it's getting there and then it's gonna be like, like i always think about like my grandfather retired because, like, they overhauled the computer system in the company he worked for. And they were just like, hey, we're going to give you a better retirement package because like, you can't learn this. <sighs> yeah. Like, you're out. And, like, that happened in, like, the 90s. Like, he was a medical salesman. He sold, like, s- like I think he sold, like, Viagra. Like <laughs> But, like, he, like, but they at some point they, like, updated the system so it wasn't like you kept things analog on paper anymore. You had to, like, do it digitally. And he just, like, retired. And it's, like. I feel like there's like, the, it's just like, it, does it keep heightening or is it some point or is the alienation you're talking about going to get so intense that everyone's going to be like, we have to get off these phones? Do you know what I mean?
0: I mean, it it's tough <laughs> because <laughs> then you're sort of like, I mean, with the technology of it all, you're like, well, maybe at some point we will, all the friction will be gone completely. And you, all you have to do is like think something and it will happen. Well, that's scary. Or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. That's scary. Or everything will be everything will be Siri, basically. Like the iPad, the creating account on an iPad is clearly a temporary stopgap because what they actually right. want There's is like no way. What they actually want is for you to be able to literally think, "I want to kill Caesar," and for that to appear in front of you. Like the iPad is a temporary stopgap that'll be useful for approximately a year and a half.
4: I thought you said, "I want to kill Caesar," and
0: I was like, <laughs> "Where did you go with this?" I got so confused. <laughs> um, but you know what? For now, Chipotle is absolutely delicious. Hey. Chipotle is delicious. They did and such a did this, great job. They do such a good job. But I
4: do, I, I'm very, my plans after this is I'm going to my friend's house to have dinner at a
0: table with like actual friends. <laughs> and after this conversation, I'm very thankful for that. No, I I really, yeah, it's, um, God, the work lunch is really something I don't miss about going into an office every day. Yeah. Yeah. Although, okay, I'll say this, like, yes, it's alienating. But when you don't do the technological thing, and at least you are in line with fellow people, and you're like, you know, I used to work somewhere where, you know, there were various offices around there. So you would see some people in suits, and you're like, oh, they work in business or in finance, you'd see some people like in scrubs, and you're like, oh, they work at the hospital, like, whatever. And at least you feel part of the city, you know, like, at least there's You know, at at least it's like being on the subway where you're like, yes, this is hell in a sense, but I feel like I am in New York. Mm -hmm. You're like in it. And it's like truly the bare minimum. It it is the bare minimum of like after a day at your fucking computer, just feeling at least embodied. Like I am in a human body. Yes. And if you are ordering your salad online, you don't even get that.
4: (laughs) That's like the thing. Cause if it was just like you go, if fast casual dining was still just like you go and you order with all the other people, I don't mm-hmm. think we'd be having this conversation. Like, I bet it was fun like back, like when Shake Shack like blew up like 15 oh, years ago. Are and you everyone kidding? was in the Shake Shack party. in Madison Square Park. <laughs> I bet that was a party. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, literally, oh, yeah. Tiesta
0: was DJing. Everyone was like, woo. <laughs> yeah, it was like huge. People doing Coke in, yeah. the, in the Shake Shack.
3: It's a podcast about women, their stories and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The the app thing, I, I was coming
1: back from like out of the country And there was a really long line to go through like customs to get back into America. And they were like, it was really complicated and confusing. And then they were like, but if you have the app, you can go into that line. And that line was like two people long. Like the other line was literally an over an hour wait and this one and it was like you mean i can just down and i just downloaded it and then got to like cut the whole line and i was like this is so fucked up like this is supposed to be a government thing and even this is being like fast casualized and it's like just make your normal lines better why do like you're just adding a middleman for no reason are you getting like a cut what is going on it was insane. And it's just for like the U S passport. There's like a U.S. passport app. That's actually crazy. Cause it's like, you have my information. You have yeah. it. For the government, you have it. Like, and what are I have you my passport in my this? hand, like just scan it and let's go.
0: It was fucking it's like, crazy. It's like going to, it's like going to like vote <laughs> and then being like, scan this QR code. <laughs> I know it's like, so what? weird.
1: I like, uh, it pissed me off so much. I was so mad. Cause also all, there was all these people that like, didn't, it was just like, Oh, you're like, Making this so like <laughs> rich people can sk- skip the line, like why? Yeah, it's fucking it's so stupid. Up.
4: The last time I went to bo- went through the U.S. border at JFK, like this back when I was coming back from Edinburgh, I like walked from the gate like two departures, and then when I got to the desk, I didn't show the man anything. He said, "Hi, Jacob," and I said, "You know my name," and then he read. All my information to me off the computer screen, and then said you're good to go. He never took my passport. Like at some point, I had never,
0: I've never, I don't, I truly
4: was like, what? And he was like laughing at me, like he was getting a kick out of the fact that I didn't know how it worked. But like he did not, he did not. I my passport stayed in my hand the entire time. It was actually the scariest thing (laughs) I've ever encountered.
1: I don't like that one bit. I don't like that one bit. (laughs) I don't know how he did it. Well, I'll really freak out when they do it at Chipotle. (laughs) (laughs)
0: have you guys read super sad true love story by gary steinhardt no no okay homework for everyone listening out there i feel like it came out in like 2010 or 11 or 12 or something it's it truly like predicts the rise of um kind of online influencers and there's like a class of people that they i think call media people and it's like he's gone media like he's become like someone who is only, like, you know, interacts with the world through media. I don't remember the details, but um, let me tell you something. Community, that's where we're heading. Damn. Wow. I hate when books predict the future. I know. It's so sad. It's crazy. That's why it's better to just not write them. Yeah, don't write them and, honey, don't read them.
1: Build your own future.
4: We should burn books. They've never. Oh, that's a good
0: idea. That's what if that's the conclusion we came to after this like screed on uh, the ills of late stage (laughs) capitalism. We're like, well, this all happened because of the original technology, the printing press. (laughs) (laughs) Sam is like, not no. No, something to (laughs) it. Not no. (laughs) (laughs) The Bible. Uh, Yeah. You know, listen. Do I think there should be higher standards for what gets to be put through the printing press? Absolutely, I do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, wow, oh, Jake! I have to say, this has been a sort of mind-blowing episode. <laughs>
1: I'm like, uh, this has been cathartic because uh, I, uh, it makes me feel one elderly. I feel like the world has changed under my feet, and Same. I haven't really grasped that fact yet.
0: I haven't like really thought about that, um, but it is true. Yeah, uh, and from my perspective, I just want to say that the fact that like I could sort of take out my rage at being fired by you know sort of uh, a literal billionaire today on <laughs> on fast casual restaurants and just map my experience onto Diggin dig in and sweet green was very cathartic sort of the distance i needed to process and more
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: i think the catholic god brought us together today for this i i really agree and uh I'm excited for the three of us to be nailed to those three crosses (laughs) (laughs) together after this episode comes out. (laughs) Wow. Well, should we do our final segment? I think I think we must. Um, Jake, our final segment is called shoutouts, and in this segment we uh, pay tribute to the classic straight art form of the radio shoutout. Think TRL, think Z100. We are shouting out something that is making us go, yas. And um, Sam, I, you know what? I actually, I have one that I can do.
1: Oh, please go for it.
0: What's up, listeners? I want to give a quick shout out to Dr. Orna Goralnik, who is the <laughs> therapist at the center of the television series Couples Therapy, which people have been recommending to me at this point for four years. It's on Showtime, but you can get it through Amazon, which I don't support by the way, so shut up. <laughs> and I wanna say, this woman, when I tell you she is mother, she is literally my Virgin Mary, I pray to her and would literally pay upwards of a $100,000 just to have a single therapy session with her. She is doing God's work. I first thought it was exploitative that she was putting these couples on TV, airing out their dirty laundry, but I actually now think it is a public service. I am so inspired by her. I think no one has ever been better at their job. I think she also just like looks incredible. And I don't think that's necessary for being a good therapist, but I certainly don't think it doesn't, it hurts. And I also want to say, you know, at first, when I was watching that show, I was like, all these men are gaslighters. And I do, to some extent, still think that. But she has actually, she's so good at what she does that she has made me empathize with every single person, even even the gaslighters and the losers. And that is being a true... She, you know what? She, by, by talking to people, by doing this, the slow work of understanding one another, she is the opposite of a fast casual restaurant. And we have to go, it's, we have to all watch couples therapy in order to break the shackles of late stage capitalism. Okay. I love that. Have you, have either of you seen the show? No, no, but I've seen clips, but I love television. You literally have, it is mind blowing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm curious. It's literally just like filmed therapy sessions with real life couples, but it is done in a sort of like, documentary style it's not like trash reality tv uh can i it, ask a weird question can I ask a question
4: the couples like is there sort of like a general theme of like these couples are the sort of people that
0: would like are off in a way that would allow them to consent to do this does that make sense i know that makes complete sense i have to say i should do more research on like how they cast it and stuff but they really don't seem like they seem like normies that de- I wouldn't say they seem like normies. They obviously, like, have issues and they're talking about them and whatever, but, like, they don't seem like the kinds of people desperate to be on TV. They don't seem like the kinds of people that would apply to be on the real world. They are also from all walks of life There are, like, low-income people and rich people and gay couples and straight couples and interracial couples and couples of all different ethnic backgrounds. It is... It feels sort of like a miracle that she somehow found this group of people. Yeah. And... Even though when you obviously zoom out, you're like, "This is crazy that this is happening." While you're watching it, it you're not thinking that you're just riveted by what's
1: happening
4: on screen. That's usually enticing to me because I think I just assumed it would be baseline. Everyone's taking like UCB two hundred one. No, I thought that that would
1: be. Yeah, I would. I would assume that as well. But I'm glad to hear it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, I have one. What's up, everybody around the world? Woo! Um, I would like to give a huge shout out to um, workouts that require gear. I Ooh. am getting into gear, let's just say. When I'm I'm started swimming at the Y again and I absolutely love the fact that I have to wear a cap and a goggle and sometimes I'm like, should I get a new speedo? Why not? It's it's gear and it makes me feel like working out is not a chore, but actually a luxury that I am allowed and allowing myself to have. I always scoffed at workout gear and I was always like like when I would like go for runs or like go to the gym, I would be like in like ratty shirts and shorts and sort of be like, This is me, I'm just a real guy. And now I'm kinda of like no, I want to get something fancy. And I want to feel like what I'm doing is with purpose and with uh uh care. And um gear is uh also a swim cap. You think you're going to feel stupid, but I'm actually glad they make me wear it in the pool. And they don't just make me wear it, they make everybody wear it. So keep your little jokes to yourself. Um yeah, they make me wear a swim cap and everyone also. And I think it's fun because it makes me feel like, "Okay, this isn't normal swimming. I'm working out." And so that is powerful and it's fun to look stupid sometimes and that is a beautiful lesson that i learned a few times a week xoxo (laughs) sam Woo! Woo! (laughs) wow Um, and
0: you know we should say speaking of swimming shout out to uh philly g who messaged us and um is a uh does open water swimming in the bay area and a group of uh listeners of the pod called their team the girlinas and made custom uh Swim caps that are pink and say the girlinas slaying since 2021. (laughs) Literally, almost made me almost made me cry when uh when we got that DM. Wow.
1: Um, so Jake, 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 take it away.
0: What is
4: up, everyone from the east coast to the west coast? I want to give a shout out to flossing. Yeah, flossing is. Flossing has become my biggest obsession. I do it every single night. I do not miss. And oftentimes I forget to wash my face or don't forget, but decide I don't want to do it. But I always floss because something I found out in my early 20s is that flossing is not about cleaning between your teeth. It is cleaning what? Below your gums. And that's disgusting. And they don't tell you about that when you're a kid, but it's actually about cleaning the stuff that's stuck under your gums, where bacteria is growing and food is rotting. And it's the number one cause of bad breath. And when I floss, I feel like I'm never going to die. So no matter <laughs> what else I do that is bad for me, flossing keeps me healthy. It is the reason I will live as long long as that man who drinks three martinis at lunch that I talked about earlier. Flossing is the reason I am infallible and perfect and I love myself because I floss.
1: Woo!
0: Beautiful. Wow, what a delight. For 2023, out flopping, in flossing.
4: Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: I'm in my floss era.
1: Yeah, I, I floss in wow. waves. I need to start flossing again. Uh, maybe I'll start tonight.
0: Could be huge. Yeah. Now that I now that I'm unemployed, I'm going to really <laughs> commit to flossing. <laughs> Well, I'll say this, Jake, it's been an honor, a privilege, a joy, and a pleasure. And for everyone out there listening, uh, Sam and I are available for hire. the
1: yeah, um, yeah, we actually you know are. a few months
0: ago a few months ago, you know, Sam was a high power TV writer and I was a high power editor. <laughs> And now we are both high power podcasters. I love it.
1: I think it's so powerful to feel at the on top of the world, and then like moments later, bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I think it's so <laughs>
0: so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, but then but then we should say you know we've been we've been uh, telling ourselves that we're going to say this at the end of every episode, and actually maybe we'll do a pre recorded thing. But for now, I just want to say. Honey, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash radio lab. Oh, and while we're plugging, uh, come to uh, Club Comic on February 17th. (laughs) And Jake Jake Dahl, do you have anything you want to plug?
4: Yes, come to my um, Union Hall show, Gorge Night, on February 17th and my solo show at Club Coming, not... Uh, confusingly similarly named to Sam's show, but club coming on February 22nd.
1: Hmm, I would like to erase Jake's first plug. You can't plug something on the same (laughs) night as my show. Um. Wait, is it on? Oh my god, wait, stop, 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 stop. Oh god. What time's your show? Uh, 7.30. Okay, never
4: mind. Come to my solo show on February 22nd.
0: (laughs) And I'm hosting a sort of pop-up smoothie night um, on that same date at the same time. And it's at the new it's at the new bean that they just made in New York. Oh, I love that there's a New York bean now. Oh. The New York bean feels very Stradio Lab, don't you think? We have to go Is that real? Yeah. Yes, they made a New York bean. <laughs> They said. They said Chicago.
1: To say, we're not gonna. We're gonna take away the, the big photo op. And they they said, you think you can have something honest? Wrong. It?
0: The New York bean is so iconic. <laughs> I love it so much. No, it's instantly iconic. Is it like around Wall? Street? I'm gonna I, guess I actually Wall don't Street. Even know. Okay.
4: Wait, the New York bean is that is actually so funny that it's like what is New York's new culture and it's stealing like yeah.
0: just like appropriation and stealing. <laughs> you have to. Oh, all right. Well. We're going to do a big outdoor show by the New York Bean and I'll <laughs> see everyone there and that's going to be on February 17th 17 at 7:30. 7 7 7 yeah, 7:30. All
1: right. <laughs> okay. Peace out. Peace out, love. <laughs> Bye. Bye.